Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Today, we are talking about how to earn more by working less, specifically the best ways to do that, the best ways to earn a bigger income while working less. I thought this would be a great topic to do for our two-year anniversary on the Unstoppable Woman podcast. This is our anniversary of going on two years doing this podcast, which I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that we've been able to do. It's been such a fun and great journey. And I have loved the work, which you will hear about my approach to as I share on this topic of how to earn more by working less. I I think it's a great topic for the two-year anniversary because I had to really learn this when I was making my quantum leap, going from making 138K a year to making 700K a year. And I really had to understand this concept. So I think it's a fitting topic for our two-year anniversary. So I hope you enjoy I'm excited to share this with you. Now, first, we have to eliminate the gimmicks and discuss what I mean by working less. So working less does not mean not working. I believe that in order to be compensated, you have to add value. You have to create value. And that requires that you put in your effort, your intelligence, your creativity, your time, your work. Now, we have to look at this in a lot of detail. And this episode is not going to be gimmicky. Yes, there are ways to work differently. There's this concept of passive income where you build something and you don't have to actively manage it. That is a beautiful way to add value in this world, but it doesn't mean that it's without work. A lot of the people who have massive businesses that are quote unquote passive income just means that they're setting their own times for working or they've put in a ton of work on the front end and the delivery side is streamlined. So don't get confused by thinking that means that you uh, work less, you work differently and you work at, at, at a different pace. And that is very important for you to figure out. Some people want a lifestyle business, just something that allows them to live the lifestyle that they desire. And then other people want to grow. They love the game of business. They're entrepreneurs. That's their spirit. And they they love building their business. And both work, but you also have to understand that you do need to do some things. There, there is no free lunch. There is no way to get something for nothing. In fact, there are no shortcuts. And let me clarify what I mean by there are no shortcuts because I'm often teaching people how to, to make a quantum leap and it feels like they've shortcut things. But in fact, they've just done the work of building a business faster. They have what I call 
run the stairs. They've taken the steps that are required to create the income that they desire faster than they were before. And so they're getting faster results, but it doesn't mean that they skip steps or they don't have to do the work. They do, but they can do it faster because they have mentorship, they have guidance, they are getting out of their own way faster. They're not stopped internally as much. They're not caught up with perfectionism. They're not caught up in self-doubt or confusion. They have clarity and then they can go, right? They can run those stairs and have fun doing that. So that when I say the best ways to go about earning more by working less, I mean that there's 24 hours in the, the day. Everyone has the same amount of time in this 3D world, but some of us create more than other people. And I know that was really the question that I was asking myself when I was going through my big quantum leap. I had just passed the six-figure mark, and I I realized that I was working 12, 14-hour days, and I couldn't work any harder. I had a monkey on my back, you know, I was grinding it out. I, uh, not, but not with a sense of delight and like loving the hustle, but with a sense of like a huge weight on my shoulder, feeling exhausted, having a bad attitude. And I don't know that the world looking in on me would say that I've, that I had a bad attitude, but internally there was a lot of negative self-talk. Um, going on about how hard it was and how I was in the struggle. And I realized that the concept of just working harder wasn't going to work for me because there were only a certain number of hours in the workday. And I couldn't, I couldn't work any harder. You know, the, the, some people can work 18 or 20 hours a day and only sleep four to six hours. I'm not one of those people. And I was already working at my personal energetic capacity and that wasn't going to quantum leap my income. That wasn't going to do it. So I had to figure out another way. I want to use this opportunity to talk about how you can really approach the work that you do have to do in a different way. So it feels like you're working less and ultimately you are maximizing the work hours that you do have in a 24-hour period so that you're one of those people that creates massive results based on the inputs that they put in. Okay. So we already talked about the myth of passive income. It's not passive. It's just active at different times. Uh, there's also a concept of leveraging other people's effort, which is Another way, a, a great way to really make more money by working less, you hire people to do the work that for you so that you can put your time and effort into other things. So this would be a lawyer hiring a paralegal or hiring another lawyer to do the, the legal work so that you can go and build your business, right? You, you're working differently rather than not working. You're just working differently and you're leveraging other people's uh, time. And, you know, this would be, you know, if you had a manufacturing company, you have people working the, the line that this is leveraging other people's time. And that's a great way to 
earn more by you doing that type of work that you were doing before less. And, and I call this in my business, firing myself up. So what I was doing last week, last month, last uh, year, I'm no longer doing. I fire myself up and replace myself. And that allows me to do new and different work. And, and that higher level work is compensated um, at a higher level. And so the more you can fire yourself up, the more you can earn more by working differently or doing less of the things that are low dollars per hour versus higher dollars per hour. Now, another thing that you need to keep in mind, if, if you are not self-employed, that if you want to earn more by working less, you have to add value. I'm going to get into that in a moment, but uh, you might be wanting to make more in your nine to five. In order to do that, you cannot be entitled, meaning like it has to happen to me. You have to add value first, and then you'll get compensated at a higher level. Generally speaking, uh, employers will value that and start providing you more responsibility and a higher paycheck. Now, if they don't, then you can ask. And if sometimes there's a disconnect between the value that you think you're providing and the value that the employer thinks is worthy of that, that pay raise. So you, you always want to add more value first. Okay. Uh, that said, there's something to be said for those of you who have already made the move into being self-employed because when you're self-employed, you're taking all of the risk. So one of the ways to earn more by working less is to be the one who's taking the financial risk. This is what uh, the owners of companies do. They take the financial risk and as a result, the risk is on them but also the big rewards are on them. So that is a way to to recognize that a way of, of earning more by working less is by leveraging your your investments, right? Your the 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 money that you have. Now, when I was growing my business, I leveraged both my time and my money to grow my business. What did that look like? I leveraging my time. I already talked about how I put in tons of hours. Okay, there is a certain amount of work that's required. And quite frankly, I love the work. Okay, it, it lights me up. I didn't always. And there have been times where I've loved it and then not loved it because it felt overwhelming or like I wasn't having the success that I wanted. So it started to feel like a monkey on my back. That's a, a, a reality for a lot of business owners. And I've helped so many women really shift that for themselves because there's a way to move beyond working like that. And, and I just love helping people have those kind of breakthroughs. But in the beginning, I did work a lot. I put a lot of hours in. Now, I still put a lot of hours in, but I don't do it with a monkey on my back. I do it because I love it and it lights me up. That said, I invested my time, I invested my spirit, I invested my heart, I invested my soul, and I invested my money. And I invested my money both 
in equipment like computers and software applications and things like that. I invested in people, hiring team members, virtual assistants, copywriters, different people that that help a business run. And I invested in mentorship and that in my own learning. And that by far was the biggest bang for, for my buck because even though it was a huge investment, I ate it up and it helped me change the way I was thinking so that I could work at a higher level and not be in the worker bee mentality, but in the um, definitely high work ethic, but leveraging who I was being and, and being someone who really uh, produced at a at much higher level. And I couldn't have done that without changing how I was thinking. And I couldn't have changed how I was thinking without immersing myself in a new way of thinking and, and working with a mentor and teacher who helped me really have paradigm shift after paradigm shift after paradigm shift. And it, and it was an intense apprenticeship, best money I've ever spent. Okay. It's allowed me to do, to break free of the limitations and do what I really, really love to do in this world and to um, build a seven figure business. And I just, I am extraordinarily grateful for that. And I'm, I'm grateful to myself for having uh, made that investment as well. So you, all of this is to really clarify what it means by work. Okay. So next I want to talk about that. There are three ways to make more money. You can raise your prices. You can sell more of what you already sell or you can add a new channel or offering to your business. And I didn't know this when I was making my big quantum leap. I I back engineered this, right? Like when I looked after I went from 138K to 700K in one year, I, I looked back and I was like, what did I do? Oh my God, like what happened there? I mean, I knew I was busy, don't get me wrong, but I didn't know what it was that I had done. So I, I really... I went back and I studied my success. And then, and I also, along the way, I had been studying what other people did for success. And, and, and so I clarified for myself that there were only three ways to make more money. One was raising your prices. One was selling more widgets, right? More quantity. And one was uh, adding a new channel of income. And that year, when I made that big quantum leap, I raised my prices. And that was the, like, I would say that was, on the tactical outer game side, which was is only a small percentage of what I had to do, the inner game stuff was the bigger piece that I had to shift because it's, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to raise my prices, but it's hard to actually do that. So that's an inner game piece. People go into doubt and lack of confidence and can't hold their price point. And uh, there's all sorts of noise around that. And I know that was my the case with me for for. A period of time. So I raised my prices and I, I did sell more, but I also added a different channel. Like I created a different offer that I was that much more in love with. And it's actually become our flagship program over the years. It's evolved and it's just had massive success. And that came out of really diving into like exactly what lit me up in terms of what I wanted to offer the world. And so, so taking that, ask yourself, do I need to charge more? 
if you charge more for the same product or service, you will make more with less hours, okay? You will earn more by working less. However, there are some things that you have to do, which I'm going to get in, into in just a moment, in the process of doing that. Do you need to sell more of what you're already selling? That could look like automation. That look, could look like upping your ability to sell, like, like increasing your, your skill set on how to sell. Uh, it could be increasing your ability to market, right? And, and how you package what you do. That all could go into working less and earning more. If you're able to dial that in, you'll you'll get leverage, right? You'll get you'll get more efficiency out of your time. And then, you know, falling in love and, and coming up with the the new way of doing things and adding a new channel to your business that is appropriate to you and your business is is an option as well. So when you look at doing these things, one of the key things that you have to have to have to really give a lot of love and attention to is adding value. The more value you add, the more you will be compensated. So when I raised my prices, my offering didn't change, like in terms of the components, what was involved in it. But how I showed up within those, I became better and faster at what I was doing. So I added more value and I was therefore able to hold the, the ability to charge more because I could really see the value that I was providing. So again, I wasn't adding more time. I wasn't saying I'm gonna do more in terms of time, hours, for you, but I was doing more in terms of results and outcomes. And this is, this is super, super important. So you have to raise your game and add more value. You also have to look at whether you are giving more in use value. What, like when someone works with you or buys your product, are they getting more use out of that than they're paying in cash value? And th these two concepts go hand in hand because if you raise your prices and then you realize that the cash value is higher than the use value, you have to actually raise your use value, meaning the value that they get out of working with you or using your product needs to be higher. You either need to own it at a higher le level, meaning value, you, you're valuing it at a higher level, or you actually have to um, produce better results. And all of that is super, super important. Oftentimes, this is just an issue of changing uh, your self-worth, how you see yourself, your self-image, and really recognizing that the value you provide is higher so that your sense of worthiness goes up. Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about is being of service, you have to be of more service. That increases your value and adds more value. So sometimes being of service is a direct correlation with what you're offering, the product or service. And sometimes it's being of service in general in the, the world. 
and it, and and your compensation comes back to you indirectly. So, for instance, you might be of service in a conversation with someone. You might be of service because you do a podcast like this, right? I'm not charging for this podcast. I'm doing it to be of service. And I love it, right? This lights me up. It's one of the things I love to do. So you want to be of service. Uh, it could be just helping someone with something, okay? Just being someone who provides good service and upping the level of service you provide. Again, not necessarily adding more features to what you do, but like making that experience a higher level experience. So looking at how you do what you do. So that's adding more, like a higher level of service. The next thing I want to talk about is loving what you do. I've sort of mentioned this already. Like in order to let go of that monkey on your back, you have to love what you do. And then your work becomes play. So you're working less, you're playing more, but you're getting paid well, because you're still adding value, okay? So you want to fall in love with what you do. Now, sometimes you're not in a position where you can hire someone, like I was talking about firing myself up, and you might not be in a position right this moment, though I'm always going to ask you to stretch and, and hire before you're quite ready but maybe maybe it doesn't make sense for some reason to hire right now and there's an activity that needs to be done in your business that is not your your favorite thing to do and is probably not the highest and best use of your time right now and yet you've made the decision that you're not hiring then you need to fall in love with that activity stop the griping in your head the griping in your head will make it feel like five gazillion hours instead of allowing it to go by quickly. So it's not that the, the, the work doesn't have to be done, but it's how quickly you do it with a good attitude. You do it quickly with a bad attitude. It's like pulling teeth and slogging along and it takes forever and you do it in fits and starts and you resist it. So you have to fall in love with your work and then it doesn't become work, okay? So then the, the next thing that I wanna share with you in terms of how to earn more by working less, I think there's, I, I talked about investing in yourself, but I wanna call this out as a, as a specific thing. You need to become someone who is better than she was yesterday, the day before last year. You need to better your best. You have to become more. And that means you have to always be working on your skill set and your mindset. Skill set and mindset. And one of the most important skill sets that I feel like I learned along the way was sales. And now I teach people sales and, and I love teaching sales because it changed my world. It changed my ability to be compensated for the work that I did before I was doing great work, but I didn't know how to freaking ask for the sale. I didn't know how to have a sales conversation that didn't make me feel icky, didn't make me feel salesy or manipulative, didn't make the other person feel icky, right? It was, I just didn't know what I was doing. So I really had to 
learn that skill set and become someone who fell in love with sales and sees sales as service, which it most definitely is. And so, so you have to invest in your skill sets like that. Okay. The, the other thing you have to invest in is mindset because how you think will determine what you think about everything that comes into your world. So if you don't know how to manage your mind and work your inner game, you will always be stuck. And you'll be stuck in old paradigms that cause you to work for less, right? Work harder for less money. And you consciously say you want to do it differently. You want to earn more by working less, right? You consciously say that, but but your actions, meaning what you do or don't do, show that you are stuck in an old way of thinking. And the biggest way that I broke free of that was uh, mentorship and, and learning how to think differently. So I invested my time and my money into both skill set and, and mindset through, through mentorship. And that was huge. Best decision ever. We talked a little bit about hiring team. That's the next thing. You do need to hire people uh, that leverages your time. They can do tasks that are no longer your highest or best um, use of your time. They can do tasks that you're good at, but they're great at. They can do tasks that uh, you know you need to do, but you don't have the bandwidth to do. So you hire them. You can hire experts. You can hire people who are better than you at things and it just changes your world. So you can get a huge amount of leverage by hiring team, okay? Next up, change your attitude. We talked a little bit about this already, but really this is like so fundamental. We all have the same hours in the day. The majority of people out there have a bad attitude. They might put on a pretty face, but inside their head, they are having a bad attitude day and they're griping to themselves and they're complaining and they're poor me and they're having a pity party and they're saying, why can't I get ahead? And why is this so hard? And why, why, what's wrong with me and all of these things or what's wrong with them? And they're blaming someone else. And by the by, that was me. If you flash back, you know, a decade seven years, decades, something like that. I definitely had that story going on in my head, even though on the, the surface or the outer side, uh, I was positive and, you know, I was saying all the right things inside. I had a bad attitude. So you have to really change your attitude about life in general, but change your attitude about work and, and don't be entitled. Don't think that you're going to get something for nothing. Okay, fall in love with the work that you decide to do. Change your attitude. Okay, next up, you're going to want to say no to things. This is one of those things that you hear all the time, right? There's memes out there on Facebook. Just say no, right? Like say no to all the things. And there are a lot of women who compulsively say yes. They're people pleasers. They, you know, really want to help. They want to be seen as contributing. So they say yes to everything and they really need to say no because they want to be of service, but they're slaying themselves too thin. 
And in order to be really of service in this world, to make the impact that they're here to make, they have to start saying no to the things that aren't their purpose, that aren't their growth channel, their journey. And, and so they need to say no to things. This is the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice says you need to say no and eliminate and, or sacrifice things of a lower nature to allow in things of a higher nature. So what do you need to say no to right now? What things in your business do you need to say no to? What things in your life, non-business life, do you need to say no to? Where can you start saying no? And if you've said yes already, where can you go back and say no? Say, I actually, I can't do this. So really look at that and, and make that kind of change. And then you're going to want to say yes to things too. So this might sound contradictory, but you need to say yes to the right things for you. That might feel scary. You might get nauseous saying yes to them because they're stretching you, but they are the right things for you. They are the opportunities that you want to grab. And this is where the law of polarity comes in. The law of polarity says, Everything is here and it's here now, including all the opportunities for you, all the ways for you to make more money working less hours, doing things you don't want to do, and rather working in a lane in a business that lights you up. So the law of polarity says it's here and it's here now. And the difference between the fortunate and the less fortunate is that the fortunate are not lucky but they are prepared and they are action takers. And by being prepared and by taking action, they put themselves in the way of opportunities. They see those opportunities and they act on them. The less fortunate when they say, why are you so lucky? They don't realize that that person did the work. They were prepared. They, they, grew their skill set, they grew their mindset, they took the action, they put the effort in, and they were prepared. And when they came across an opportunity, their mind was expanded enough, and their skill set was high enough that they went for it, and they took a risk, and they got a really positive result. That's not luck, guys. That's putting yourself in the way of fortune, of opportunity. So that's what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends and family. Please, you know, give us a thumbs up or a like or a great review. That all helps us keep producing great content for you. And we're so grateful for any review and any share that really makes our day. Big love to all of you. Have an amazing day. I'm Amira Alvarez. I'm the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. And I thank you for listening and be unstoppable. Go slay. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, 
that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.